Welcome to the MTechCast, where we talk to industry experts about emerging technologies. Brought to you by CompTIA's Emerging Technology Community. Hello, and welcome to the MTechCast. My name is Jim Hamilton, and I'm very pleased to be with Doug Hazelman today, the VP of Technology Marketing at MSP360. Welcome to the podcast, Doug. Thanks, Jim. Happy to be here. Okay, well, I've enjoyed getting to know you and your organization a little bit. Um, maybe you can introduce yourself and your organization for the listeners? Yeah, sure. MSP360, formerly CloudBerry. So a lot of people know us as CloudBerry, CloudBerry Lab. Uh, but it was actually at uh, ChannelCon uh, that we announced our, our new name. Um, so we haven't been acquired or anything like that. But, you know, we do want to fo- make sure that we're the name reflects our focus on MSPs and helping MSPs, you know, drive their business. So that's why the change to MSP 360. I do a number of things here at CloudBerry. I'm, I'm, I'm at a lot of the shows, so you may have seen me out there um, at any of the, the different events. Uh, but I also host a podcast uh, called MSP Voice. And on that podcast, I interview a different MSP each week um, about their business, about their experience being an MSP and those types of things. Um, It's not about MSP 360. It's about the MSPs and their business um, as a kind of a community resource for other MSPs to listen to and then hopefully gain some knowledge from. Fantastic. So, you know, hosting an MTech cast, uh, a podcast focused on emerging tech, I, I was fascinated just with the number of people you speak to in the MSP world and wanted to get your insights on emerging tech and how MSPs are thinking about emerging tech in their business. Um, can you talk to me about uh, just generally uh, as you speak with MSPs, how do they see the opportunities surrounding emerging tech? I think a lot of them, a lot of MSPs, they understand some of the ideas, but yet they're not fully on board with with some of the different areas. And from an emerging tech perspective, one of the things almost all of them are interested in is artificial intelligence, AI. Um, But most of them have no idea how it's going to impact their business. But it's the technology that they see as the most possible disruption, but yet they're not quite sure how to implement it. And then on the flip side, I always ask them, too, what technology are you most worried about? And they usually say AI, <laughs> because uh, the, the possibility of you know, Skynet and those types of things uh, is, is what has people worried, I think, you know, is what happens when AI becomes self-aware. I don't think we're anywhere close to that, but I think we've all seen enough movies uh, that it's something that, that concerns us. So hopefully, you know, safeguards will be put in place so that doesn't happen. Yeah. So, so let's get a little bit more focused on just some practical uh, case studies that you've seen around mm-hmm. emerging tech. I mean, sometimes when you hear from MSPs, they, well, this is all great. Uh, it's interesting and, and I love tech, but I'm not really sure. Nobody's asking me for an AI. Nobody's asking yeah. me for a blockchain today. Um, <laughs> so we'll get into that a, a little bit later. But, but what are some of the very practical ways that MSPs are rolling out emerging tech solutions? So one, uh, I actually had a guest uh, several several months ago on the podcast, uh, Alvaro uh, Prieto from Oxus, and the, his company, their MSP, one of the things that they've heavily adopted is what's called robotic process automation, or RPA, uh, which is definitely considered an emerging tech, and they're using it not only to help themselves, but also to help their customers to automate some of these you know, repetitive type tasks. And if you're not familiar with robotic process automation, it's similar. To, think about it as, you know, you can 
programmatically do things through APIs and connect different applications that way. Um, or you can use the graphical user interfaces and the interfaces that those, those applications provide and an RPA solution that then kind of takes that information from, from one application, puts it into another, does this, does that, um, so that you don't have to programmatically connect them, but you can actually do it much quicker because you're actually using the graphical user interfaces of these different applications. Uh, so they've implemented RPA solutions for a number of their customers to help them become more productive. Yeah, it's fascinating. So in a way, uh, automating the user itself um, to to do some of the more repetitive tasks, is that, mm -hmm. is that kind of the idea? Um, it, it is the idea. Uh, and of course, you know, again, emerging tech, um, is this going to replace workers? <laughs> and, you know, I, I think a lot of times it's not about replacing workers. It's about making workers more efficient. And, and I think that's how we need to view emerging tech is it makes things easier um, so to free you up to do other things. So mm -hmm. instead of having to have, you know, if, if you've got three people that are currently doing a, a single task and you can automate that down to one, well, now you've got two people that, that can, you know, you can find other uses for, not that you have to fire them um, or get rid of them, but you know, now you've, you've freed up two resources where you can use in other parts of the organization. Yeah, I, I often think about emerging tech. The argument I make is that it's it's not just freeing up a resource; it's also letting humans do what humans are really good at, and taking away the things that honestly are kind of soul sucking as humans. You know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes to sit in front of a terminal entering data, right? And so, if yeah. you can automate that, um, I don't see it as taking away somebody's job. I see it as freeing them up to do something more meaningful with the time they have. Yeah, and and. You know, another area, you know, and not a lot of MSPs have adopted this. It kind of depends on what platforms they're using, um, but is the idea of chatbots um, for, right. you know, for kind of the initial customer support. Um, I, I know that's something that we're implementing here on our side um, to a certain extent, uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of difficult to let a chatbot, you know, take take a ticket from open to close. Um, mm -hmm. But if you can have, if you can have it, take it from open to try a couple of things to then pass it off. It now, now your tech doesn't have to do those first two steps because it's already been confirmed that the customer did those or and it, and it didn't work. So now you can go to, to more detailed troubleshooting and those types of things. Yeah, that's fascinating. And, and most businesses would benefit from that, especially small and medium-sized businesses. Mm -hmm. So with the chatbots these days, um, are, are they effective? Do people know they're talking to a chatbot? Or is this sort of a seamless connection where you're not really sure when it's a chatbot and when it's a human or you're, you're oblivious to it um, entirely? I think it depends on the implementation. Uh, you know, myself being, being a techie, um, I can usually tell when... You know, I'm on a website and this thing pops up that it's a bot, <laughs> not a person. Sure. Especially if I, especially if I interact with it. Um, but I think, I think what's important is disclosure, uh, so that when a, a chat opportunity does appear, to say, hey, this is an automated process. I'm here to help you through some initial steps, um, versus saying, hi, I am Andrew. I'm here to help you today. <laughs> when you know, when when it's when it's just a bot, not a real person, because then. Because, and then they call back and say, "Hey, can I talk to Andrew?" Like, "Oh, that's our bot. That you know, Andrew right, doesn't right. exist." Now you've you've created some skepticism um, with the customer. So, my view is full disclosure. Uh, yeah. When you're dealing with consumer tech, that's not always the case. 
They want to make it friendly. Uh, but when you're dealing with tech and your customers, I think it's important to let them know that they're, they're talking with a bot just for these few initial steps um, before they get transferred over to a real person if needed. And you think about it too, it also sets expectations that if all of a sudden the conversation goes sideways or the bot says something that's stupid, the person yeah. knows, right? It's not like, <laughs> oh my gosh, who are you hiring? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, so I want to talk a little bit about IoT. And I almost wonder mm-hmm. if IoT has stopped being an emerging tech and is just becoming part of our landscape as we put everything on the network and make it smart. Um, what are you seeing with respect to IoT and, and solution providers doing more of that kind of work for customers? I, I think it's gone from emerging tech to headache. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and part of the issue is, and especially when you're dealing with small customers, you know, they, they go out and they buy something and they want to connect it to the network. Um, they have no idea what it is. Right. Um, or or right. where it came from and those types of things. So, you know, when you when you have everything with an IP address, it really kind of, you know, gets frustrating in terms of what am I managing now? You know, what is this new device on the network? You know, what are these things? How, how do they how do they work? What do they do? Uh, that being said, you know, IoT <clears throat> has very legitimate business uses in a number of areas, you know, including manufacturing and, and those types of things. Uh, so it's, it's definitely needed. But. What I don't know that enough, and, and you know, I, I, I've been to a number of events and I hear the security talks and, and every, everyone saying this, is you, know, you really need to segment your IoT devices. Um, mm. You need a, a, a separate VLAN or even physical network for these IoT devices so that they're not interacting you know, directly with your normal workstations and servers and those types of things. Um, that's probably the most important tip and trick. And I know a lot of... MSPs are, are, are trying to do that, but that then adds additional overhead, um, you know, and, and, and management and those types of things. But I, I do think it's very important when thinking of IoT is to understand that these devices, these these types of things, come from somewhere. Some of them have hard coded passwords and those types of things, and it's an entry point into the network. Um, if you look at the breaches. Um, the big breaches, a lot of them are because, you know, an air conditioner control was left open to the internet, um, these types of things. So, you know, you need to be very cautious about it. Um, but at the, at, the, at the same time, you have to understand that if you set things up in the right way, they can be very productive and, and, and very helpful. It's just you have to be very cautious with IoT. Right. And, and profitable, right? I mean, ultimately, that's the game of an MSP. Well, yeah. You want to put in place services <laughs> that make you money, right? Um, and, and you make a good point, too, that like, like so MSPs, whether they like it or not, are squarely in the security uh, business. And mm-hmm. IoT, as, as, as the envelope expands, just puts more and more security services in demand. So you can almost think about security as an emerging tech um, and its need to keep pace with emerging tech. What do you think of that? Uh, I, I think it's it, it, that's one hundred percent true. Is you know there's these you know emergent of MSSPs right that focus on security, but at the end of the day, all MSPs need to focus on security. Um, mm. They all need to understand that you know keep an eye on all the all the security alerts that are going out. Um, you know two factor authentication. You know all all these types of things. They need to be aware of it, and because what they're doing is you know they're taking on a role for their customers as their IT person. And IT, unfortunately, is a security issue for, almost, for, any, for any company that has IT. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, have, yep. you, you just instinctively have to have that security hat um, and, and understanding and all those types of things uh, when, you're, when you're working with your customers. Because if you leave them open to getting hacked or malware or those types of things, the, the finger comes back and, and points at you. Right, right. And, and when you're on the bleeding edge, security is just that much more uh, of, of an issue that you need to watch. Yes. So, so you mentioned headaches with IoT, and that's a specific instance. Um, I, I want to think more broadly about what are some of the challenges that MSPs run into as they start to uh, layer an emerging tech into their business? What kind of issues are you hearing they're running into? Sometimes the biggest challenge is budget and the fact that right now they're trying to get uh, Windows XP and Windows 7 out of all their customers <laughs> and their customers right. are, 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 are pushing back because, you know, there's still a lot of this old technology out there. And with emerging tech, you know, it has to work seamlessly with, you know, the, the tech that's already there. So I think a lot of times, you know, if you want to go in and, and do this really cool new thing for your customer... Um, if their infrastructure isn't going to be able to handle it, then you know that that's an upgrade, which obviously is an opportunity for you. But you have to convince the customer that you know in order to upgrade the infrastructure to take advantage of this technology, um, and, and because you're going to have to spend this much money, but you're going to get this much benefit on the back end af- after it's implemented. Um, I think is one of the challenges. How does an MSP show value in saying, "Hey, here's this project that we want to do for you." And it's going to, you know, they have to show that if we do this, there's a, you know, 90% chance that we're going to be able to increase your Mr. Customer's revenue by 30% or 10% or, or whatever it is that will offset the cost of this project. And, and that's, a, that's a, a lot of times a business discussion and not a technology discussion. So MSPs really need to understand how their customer's business operates to be able to say, hey, here's some emerging tech. And in order to implement it, we need to do this project, but it's going to result in savings or in increased profits or increased revenue of, of this much. Right. right. And I think that's what a lot of them struggle with, um, especially the smaller MSPs. Um, you know, you, you can't do a project just for project's sake. You've got to show value to your customer. You've got to tell the customer, if we do this, this is the result you can expect. Yeah, it's a past this prologue all over again, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you, you need to you need to deal with what you have in place, and uh, we often get get excited about the shiny penny and realize, well, there's 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 a lot more that goes into rolling out emerging tech than just rolling out emerging tech. Yeah, and, and a lot of these times, you know, the, these companies they're they're on these older systems because they're on these old programs that only support those old systems. You know, especially in manufacturing, right? You see it a lot mm-hmm. in manufacturing. Um, with, you know, machines that were designed 20 years ago, you know, yeah, they're still running Windows 95. Um, Hopefully they're not connected to the internet. (laughs) But that's, unfortunately, that's just the case because to replace the equipment, you know, it's going to cost $5 million or something like that, Windows 95, when it's working perfectly today and I I don't need to mess with it. Right, of course, of course. So, as you think about um, you know MSPs that are doing it really successfully and rolling out emerging tech, like some of the examples you gave at the beginning, um, what are the best practices that they're using to to bring emerging tech into businesses? Um, I, I think the best practice understand the emerging tech, understanding their customers, and understanding where it fits with their customers. Just, just going back to what I just said about you know what are the challenges. Um, so I think the MSPs that really work closely with their customers to understand the customer's business um, and then to understand 
how technology can really impact the, that, that business and, and, and make them more successful. Uh, those are going to be the ones that have the most success with any type of emerging tech. Yes. And you know, we can talk about emerging tech, you know, in, in two different ways. One way is for the M- how the MSP operates their business. And the other way is how the cu- how their customers operate their business. Mm. Kind of, it, and you, you have to separate it at, because they're, they're two very different things, right? The way an MSP runs their business is very different than how their customer runs their business, you know, depending on what it is that they do. So, right. but the, the, the MSPs that have a good understanding of their customers, work their customers to know their business, to understand where emerging tech fits in, I think are the ones that are going to be most successful. Right. And, and back to the example at the beginning, right? Nobody's asking for an AI, but yeah. they may be asking for better insights into data from their business or better mm-hmm. decision-making capabilities and quicker decision-making capabilities. Exactly. Yeah. Great. You know, some MSPs, in fact, I'd say most MSPs I've met are what we call accidental entrepreneurs, right? They love tech <laughs> and they've, yeah. they've gotten into the business because they love tech. And then all of a sudden they have to do all of this stuff like sell the business outcomes and do sales and marketing and stuff like that. Given that MSPs love, uh, you know, generally love tech and embrace it, why do you think some are so reluctant to embrace emerging tech? I think at the end of the day, we're all creatures of habit and we, we kind of get used to what works. And so sometimes when a new technology comes along, we're, we're skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at it from a consumer tech side, there's all this new cool consumer tech. But when it comes to business tech, a lot of times it's geared towards the enterprise. And so as an MSP, you kind of have to say, oh, well, there's this great storage technology out there, um, but you know, it, it's a $500,000 unit. I want to buy it for a customer. So that's out of my reach. Um, or there's this really cool NAS, consumer NAS out here that, that, that I can use, right? Just couple of different different areas and so they have to kind of weed through what's the consumer side versus what's the enterprise side and what's going to be the best fit for my customers so i think a lot of msps that they keep tabs on what's going on with emerging tech but sometimes it's out of reach because of of budget and their customers budget because of who it's who it's aimed at um, or sometimes it's just not right for business because it is more geared toward toward consumers uh, so that's why I think a lot of times you see this mix of, you know, older technology and, and some newer technology that may have been originally geared towards consumers, but now they're trying to adopt it for business. Um, it, it's just this weird little area because, you know, at the end of the day, MSPs are supporting small businesses and they, they have to make the technology decisions that make sense for them. And, you know, half a million dollar stand is, is not the right, right choice. <laughs> Right, and, and I suppose the the other the other pressure is, is that for businesses, you know, uptime is so critical. And if mm-hmm. you're introducing new technology, are you really providing extra value? Um, and most most often you are, but it comes at the expense of perhaps less stability, and that yeah. may be something that factors in their mind as well. Yeah, and and you you have to understand you can't just do technology for technology's sake. It has to make business sense. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, that that kind of leads me to uh, how can CompTIA, how can MSP360, how can we all uh, better support MSPs as they transition to newer tech? I got to believe that getting newer tech into business and uh, helping it go to market is is not only good for industry, but it's also good for society. How can Mm -hmm. we facilitate that? How can we help that along? As someone who works for a software company, 
right? We are continually adding features. We're, you know, adding new things. And because we're focused on the MSP market, you know, we make it friendly to the MSP. So I think if you're an MSP, look at your vendors to say, hey, you know, how can we implement this emerging tech or are you implementing new emerging tech and, and make it easy for me to use? So, you know, the MSP centric vendors, I think, are, are going to continue to do that over time. And, you know, in terms of CompTIA, I know you guys have, you know, a lot of different areas where you're discussing it. Um, and, and, you know, maybe you could, you could even add some more information there on, on where they can go for that. Sure, yeah. We actually have an innovation assessment charter that the emerging tech community has been working on, which is mm -hmm. uh, helping people understand how they can make their business more innovation ready. Uh, so what kind of areas do they need to focus on? Where where are you weak? Um, what kind of resources do I need to, to look at adding to my business? And then the other thing is just providing case studies. Um, we have recently put out three papers, uh, one around IoT, one around 5G, and one around AI. And it's just all about how do you make that business case for bringing this technology to, to market. Yep. So yeah, it's, um, it's exciting times, but I think there's more work to be done. Uh, the story is <laughs> not told yet. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, you know, the, the biggest thing is, is community, right? And, and one of the things I've noticed about MSPs is they love to share. They love to talk to their peers. Mm -hmm. um, even, you know, sometimes if they're competitors or, or not competitors, but, you know, it's, it's just really, you know, there, there's this great network of MSPs and they like to talk to each other. So talk to, talk to your friends, ask them how they're using emerging tech, you know, go on, go on the, on the discussion groups on Reddit or wherever, listen to podcasts like this one or MSP voice, uh, to, you know, to hear about how maybe other companies are using it because the community is a great resource for MSPs. And I think most of them know that, um, but I always like to, you know, kind of, highlighted again that, that there's a, a great MSP community out there. Yeah, that's fantastic. And a great place to uh, to leave this conversation. So um, thank okay. you very much, Doug, for, for being on the podcast today. And thank you for your insights. Thank you, Jim. I really enjoyed it. You can hear more expert information like this by attending ChannelCon in person. Over three inspiring days, you'll join top tech industry thought leaders and peers in vendor-neutral collaboration, learning, and partnership. Save the date for ChannelCon 2020, August 3rd through 5th in Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening to the MTech Cast. To learn more about CompTIA's emerging technology community, visit comptia.org/communities. <laughs>